Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Henninger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the debut episode of the At Odds Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Hemminger, uh, and we have an awesome show in store for you guys today. We have so much to go over. Uh, Main things quick, we'll be going over NFL free agency, the Ezekiel Elliott situation, NCAA tournament, and then we've got a couple fun segments planned for you. But without further ado, let me introduce my fellow co-host here, uh, Brandon Sharple. Say hi, Brandon. What's going on, guys? How you doing? Uh, this is your very confident, your very attractive co-host, Brandon Sharples. You know, I'm basically the yin to Brian's yang. You know, what can I say? Uh, I crave, I mean, absolutely crave controversy, controversial subjects. I crave a great debate. You know, some call me a troll. I, I, I call myself a truther. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you call up to this show ill-prepared, talking shit, I'm going to fuck you up. You know, I'm well-informed. I'm a successful gambler. Uh, I'm ready to go. You know, for those of you that agree with me, you know, in the majority of the things that I do say, you know, I got nothing but love for you, but I don't really have a whole lot to say to you. You know, I, this is all about the disagreement. This is all about the debate for me. You know, that's what thrives me. You know, I, I come from Ohio, but I don't like Ohio sports. You know, I, I grew up in a household with Ohio state fans and we bannered back and forth and, you know, all the, I, I consider Ohio state fans as a whole to be kind of ignorant. And that kind of drove me away from Ohio sports in general, but I do love the Browns. I do love the Bengals. I have no issues with those, but I'll trash the shit out of some Indians. And I'll trash Ohio state, except for the wrestling team. But, uh, you know, you know, with all that, you know, with all that being said, you know, I'm ready to rock and roll. You ready to roll into this Hemi? Uh, I'm definitely ready to roll. And a little bit about my background as well. Uh, I covered mixed martial arts for the last seven years, uh, particularly UFC fights. Um, For the last little over a year, I've been covering professional baseball, uh, particularly the Indians minor league system. A lot of focus on prospects. I've been interviewing fighters and baseball players for the last like six or six years or so. So I've been all in about this. I'm kind of the the professional uh, on this on this show, and then Brandon is absolutely my opposite. He he basically shoots from the hip, and and I yep. try to keep him keep him honest sometimes. So I think that that's why uh, this show is going to have uh, a lot of fun. We're going to have uh, a lot of banter. We're going to have a lot of disagreement, um, particularly because you know I come from a family where both my parents went to Ohio state. So I came by it, honestly. I mean, there's, you're born into it. And then just a massive, massive devotion to the Indians, the Browns, the Cavs, Ohio state, all sports, uh, you name it, Ohio. I love it. And there's just nothing you can do to, to stop that. So the fact that Brandon, I think what, what is it? Uh, Rangers. I'll let you, oh, yeah. uh, get Texas that Rangers. Yeah. 
And guess what, Hemi? Texas beat Cleveland today, twelve to eleven. They were down seven to one. Yeah, they beat Texas. They came Texas, back. Texas, Texas beat Cleveland, twelve to eleven today. So suck my balls. But look, for real, <laughs> I love the Rangers, Texas Rangers, uh, Dallas Mavericks, Florida Gators, and Minnesota Vikings. I know that's kind of out there, but uh, you know, I was made in Texas. You know, I was sloshing around in the uterus in Texas. I, you know, my my sister went to school there. My brother lived there. Everybody lived there. I, you know, I. I was made there. So I feel a kind of kind of connection to Texas in some way, you know, some way, shape or form. So, uh, but like I said, those are my teams. I'm sticking with them. That's who I love. And I, I just, I just grew to have some sort of hatred mainly for the fan base for those teams in Ohio. But I do like the Browns. You can't hate the Browns. You can't hate the Bengals. They haven't really done a whole lot. You know, I feel, I almost like feel sorry for them. So but I'm you ready, don't feel sorry you know, for the Indians? They have the longest uh, baseball sports drought now. No? I don't care. They have Kipnis. <laughs> he looks like that douche at a frat party that I would have knocked out like 10 years ago. <laughs> can't stand that guy. I, I have respect for Lindor, though. I think he's one of the great prospects coming up, and I can't deny that. That's one of those things All that right. you just cannot deny. All right, and just so you know, even though Texas came back and won today, I, I bet they scored all their runs off a dude that's going to be bagging groceries in two weeks. So, Andy from seven to one against the real team. So I'm they, getting that in there. We're actually having a terrible, a terrible, uh, you know, spring season. So we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to business. First thing we're going to be talking about today is a little bit of controversy that's been going on over the last week. Uh, we had a St. Patrick's Day parade in Dallas, Texas, and Ezekiel Elliott pulled out a titty from a girl <laughs> standing next to him on a parade he sure did. And now yeah. the internet exploded, and it has not been anything good. So I want to get your take on it, and then I'll uh, throw in mine as well. But I'm sure that you have a lot to say on the matter. You know, he's just a dumbass. Honestly, he's in a position where he's already kind of going under investigation. Not kind of, he is under investigation for some things with his next girlfriend. Whether he's innocent with that or not, it really doesn't matter because you're under investigation. And sometimes, even when you're innocent, just the allegation itself can harm your, you know, harm your name forever. And for the fact for him to go out there in broad daylight, knowing who he is, and just pull a titty out, a big one, I might add. I mean, and and he kind of like tried to keep doing it. So it wasn't just like a quick little thing. Like he kept going back to it. It's just a dumbass move. And you can tell. I mean, he he, he is a dumbass. If you look at him, he looks like a little Ewok. You can tell he's not <laughs> the brightest dude on the planet. And uh, yeah, I think I thought that was retarded. Just to be, you know, I, I don't that's know. just my kid. And and, and and you know what? Other thing is, she said she was okay with it, but that was before her tits were plastered all over TMZ. And it's kind of like her name's going to start getting out there. I could see a lawsuit down the down the line where he's going to have to make some sort of settlement, even though she says she's cool with it now. You never know what happens when people start getting in her brain, letting her know that she mm-hmm. can make a little bit of cash and, and that her reputation's damaged a little bit. Well, I will throw out a little contention. I don't think I see a lawsuit coming because uh, apparently they're good friends because they were on the parade float together in Dallas, and then the next day they were partying together in Miami. So I don't know. If she was thinking hey, lawsuit, I don't m- think she m- would have flown m- out hey. to Miami and partied with them the next day, too. Money is the root of all evil, my friend. <laughs> you know, friendships are lost over money constantly. 
So I'm just saying, you so, know, she's she's thinking down the line. <laughs> Good change. I thought that you'd be like all about the titties and you'd be all like back hey, off. Hey, you know on what? Ezekiel. That's what I'm. Yeah, you're, you know, I'm at, you're I, little, I, I, I'm gonna tell you right now. Who, what guy who, you know, what straight man doesn't even, you know, gay men too. They all, they can, they can appreciate a beautiful woman and a sensual titty, <laughs> but you got to look at it from a, from a business standpoint and that's your career and in your eyes, you know, there's an eye in the sky everywhere trying to look at you and you got to be smarter than that. It's a dipshit move. Don't do it. But at the end of the day, he was just trying to get some pussy and I'm going to tell you what. That is that will clog a man's brain. Girls will always, you know, be the root of all evil for men. Everything they do stupid, everything they do great seems to involve women. So, what can you do? That's the thing, though. Was he really trying? Because I mean, he's Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he's one of the leading uh, rushers in the NFL. He's on the Dallas Cowboys. He won a national championship in college. He doesn't have to try. I mean, Shit, he looks like an Ewok. I don't right. care what he looks like. I'm going to tell you what. There's so many millionaire football players out there that a lot of people don't even know, like, they're football players. Like, you've probably seen NFL players in the, in the airport, but you don't know who the hell they are. They look like shit. So, a lot, you know, a lot of women don't care. Even though he's a millionaire, they can be like, hey, I'm partying with Ezekiel Elliott. But when it comes to getting physical, he still has to look at that guy in the face. <laughs> and he looks like shit. Hey, what about, you know, all he has to do is, like, roll up his shirt. Like, you know, he always wears the half shirts or half jerseys. Just show off the abs. That'll he do it, right? He looks like he'd be in a David Bowie, you know, freaking hanging out with David Bowie doing that shit. You know what I mean? Doing an 80s, 80s dance video. I mean, it looks stupid. I don't know. He was just trying to get chicks. You know, he, I hope whoever whoever's with him, you know, they use a little bit of protection. <laughs> Hey, 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 hey. Actually, Far Lister, speaking of protection, <laughs> Hemi, let's tell them about our little story. So Hemi took advantage. Hemi is Brian Hemiger. If, for our listeners that don't know, we call him Hemi. That's his nickname. From now on, yep. I'm calling him Hemi. Don't ever expect me to call him Brian or anything else. It's Hemi. Hemi took advantage of a highly underutilized program through the government where you can go online and order condoms. And he put in his information, and they shipped him a fucking truckload of condoms. And the, <laughs> I'm over there talking to him. We're preparing for this show. And I look down in his this little, like, plastic container. And this dude has a condom store next to his next to his computer desk. I open this up. I go, what the fuck is this, Emmy? And he explains to me this, this, this program that you can go online, and they will just send you condoms. So don't ever let anybody tell you you got to pay a bunch of money for, for birth control. It's, Tell the government you need a little bit of condoms. But let me tell you about these condoms. <laughs> I got to tell you about these condoms. I pull this shit out. And oh my God. These condoms are the cheapest shit you'll ever see. And they have these random wrappers. Like this one wrapper looked like a, it was a football. And it said hut one pigskin. <laughs> hut one pigskin. I don't know if that's for like dudes with hog dicks. I don't know what that is. They had a second one that said as one. And it had a woman and a dude hugging each other, and there's like an AIDS ribbon over their crotches. <laughs> and then my favorite one, this is my all-time favorite one, there was a chick in a, in a bathing suit fucking twerking, and it said, drop one like it's hot. <laughs> so Hemi has like truckloads of these off-brand condoms that he's going to use, and I'm just like, God damn, Hemi, 
you know, if I knew you'd be banging out that much, I'm, I, I would have just pimped you out. You, you know, you'd be in my, be in my pimp gang. You know? Susan, you the best he bitch in my man stable. I had two more manginas like you, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, personally, personally, my favorite is it's got a like a from a picture from a deck of cards, like a jack, and it says the one-eyed jack. <laughs> Are you serious? A one-eyed yeah, jack? It's right there. I'm holding it in my hand right now. <laughs> Hey, hey, for our lady listeners, Hemi's already on Plenty of Fish. Uh, you know, that, that, that app for dating? Yeah, but hopefully you're a beautiful angelfish and not some angry fat tuna fish. <laughs> but hey, you know what? Hey, I don't give a shit. I take hey, them I'm in all, all shapes and sizes, Brandon. Right? You know what? And who the hell am I to turn around and turn down a client if I'm pimping you out? I'm all about that cash, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just want the paper, uh-huh. the visa, capicia, paper. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but you know that, though, I think this is a great program. Okay, I'm just gonna give a little backstory on the whole condoms thing. All right, <laughs> I was just riding in the car, and I, I think I had the Indians AM channel on. Oh, like he's hard for the Indians, huh? And well, it was still set from that from like the day before, but the Indians weren't playing, and I hadn't yeah. changed the channel back to like rock or something. And they were just interviewing some chick. And she was bringing up this whole program about free condoms that the uh, Ohio Department of Health was giving out. And I was just like, eh, you know, condoms are kind of expensive. And and then she, she was just saying all the stuff you had to do, and it wasn't that difficult. You just had to go to, like, the Ohio Department of Health website and <laughs> fill out a thing. And then they'd ask what you wanted. And I just wrote variety pack. So that's why I got all the ridiculous <laughs> different sizes. They said one Dude, is just about every. Those things look like they're they're probably made out of like, oh my god, they're probably made out of like recycled trash bags or some shit. You're probably putting a homeless dude's old, you know, quilt on top of you on your deck to bang hot chicks. Hey, they or fat so chicks. Far. Whoever you right. whoever you meet on plenty of fish or plenty of whales, whatever the fuck you get on that site. But hey, we do tell tell them about our. Uh, we have a little mm-hmm. a little. What do we want to call it? Social experiment. Social, Social experiment. experiment. That's what we want to call it. So Hemi gave his normal information to them the first time. You know, you know, 30, 31-year-old white male, ready to plow some women. So he sent that in there, and they gave him a bunch of condoms. So instead, Hemi, he put in some new information. He put in some new information from them to see if they would give him the same amount of condoms, you know, what they, if they would give him different condoms. So this dude, he ordered a new pack and he put himself as a Middle Eastern gender queer pansexual who's 53 years old named Muhammad. <laughs> and my last name that, was Mustafayev. Yeah. So he's going to see if he can get either more or less to see if they basically racially profile him for being not only pansexual queer, but 53 and Middle Eastern. And I told him, I was like, I don't know, man. This is Trump's administration. I don't know if they want, I don't know if they want a Middle Eastern guy breeding. They might send you a shit ton. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it that it arrives in like a dump truck and they just cover my whole porch in condoms. That's well, that's the dream. Gonna, if that if you know if that happens, we're gonna have to quit this pod, podcast right away because I'm gonna be pimping the shit out of you. We're gonna travel the country, just find an old lonely horse, and we're I'm gonna pimp you out for 
some steaks, you know, just <laughs> the, the, the bare essentials to get us going. <laughs> yeah. You know, once you, hey. you the best he bitch in my man stable. I had two more manginas like you, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, yeah I will, I'm going to be a millionaire off your ass. You better get a chiseled body. I'm working on it, okay? <laughs> I, I started that ketogenic diet or whatever this uh, yeah. on, like, January, and I lost, like, 40 pounds, and then I gained back, like, seven. So, oh, But I started it back up again today. Today Who was the day that I started it again. I'm 31 years old, right? I'm rocking the fuck out of a dad bod right now. You know what I mean? I am rocking the dad bod. I am quintessential dad bod guy. I have arms of fucking Zeus, but the gut of Hank Hill and the ass of J-Lo. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's, that's what I am. I'm like, I'm like, God has put pieces together and created me. I look like shit. But I got, you know, for some reason, chicks dig me. I don't get it. I'm the shit, I guess. But listen, I, I look at my son. He's only five years old. He's ripped like fucking Jesus. I'm like, what the hell? Stop making me feel bad, kid. So, you know, I just I just basically thumb wrestle him and fuck him up thumb wrestling to show him who the real king dick of the house is. There you go. <laughs> Dude, you know, my dad never took it easy on me when I was growing up. I mean, we would play ping pong, and I would have to – we would play a thing called Skunkers Derby where if I didn't get skunked, I would win. So Shit. you know, you know what my dad I had did. To, I had to score one point on him. Did you ever do it? Yeah, eventually hey. I was able to win Skunkers Derby every once in a yeah, while. Right, you probably disappointed him like you did when you tried. Yeah. like you tried to shoot that deer. <laughs> <laughs> Hemi's dad took him out deer hunting, and Hemi missed a deer from like three feet away. Dude, <laughs> I missed. I missed eight shots, and I saw like a hundred deer that day. It was. <laughs> I like. I, I'm pretty sure he was ready to disown me by the time <laughs> we were done. It was yeah. He's like, let's get home and throw some baseball. I can't take this shit anymore. <laughs> no, you want to know uh, what my dad did? Yeah, yeah, we didn't play catch. My dad drank fucking Canadian Mist, and we listened to Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> you know what my dad? Titties and beer. To? Huh. Uh, I listened to Meatloaf, fucking Doobie Brothers, <laughs> Meatloaf, and Queen. And Simon and Garfunkel. Those are my three that my dad was always playing. <laughs> and I still oh, listen to those guys like religiously now. Oh, Dude, yeah. I've heard you rock out some meatloaf at karaoke, so I know that you're oh, a yeah. fan. And I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. I do a lot of things no, for love no, if I'm drunk no. enough. <laughs> Give me a couple of beers, I'll do a lot of things for love. But anyway... <laughs> What are we, what All are right, we on to now? Back on track. Yeah, we got to get back on track. Uh, by the way, we do have a call-in option. If anyone would like to call in and troll us, or if they have anything they would actually like to say on the subjects we're talking about, our number is 347-850-8386. Uh, if you're listening on the live Skype, uh, or if you're looking at the, the website right now on Blog Talk Radio, there's also a a Skype button you can press that you can call in as well. So anyway, we're going to switch up things and we're going to go back to some uh, sports news. NFL free agency started last week and it was a pretty wild week. Um, We had a lot of players moving all over the place. A lot of teams made themselves better. Some teams made themselves way worse. Uh, And we're going to go over just not everything, 
but who we think did the best, maybe who we thought did the worst, and then we'll go over uh, something that just happened this week as well. Uh, so, Brandon, who did you think had the best free agency? I think uh, the Patriots had the best free agency. Um, they signed uh, Stephon Gilmore, the top the top DB. Uh, they re-signed Hightower, which is huge. Monstrous. Um, yeah, they, they may recoup more from a Butler trade, too. We're talking trades and free agency. Um, they actually got Rex Burkhead from the Bengals. And you know how they take uh, people that really didn't perform from other teams and make something out of them. So they do Burkhead it the may be, all the time. They yeah, the Burkhead may, the may turn out to be somebody tough. Uh, they traded for Brandon, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah, they traded for Brandon Cooks. Uh, in a steal, in my opinion. Uh, they traded mm-hmm. for Dwayne Allen, which he's a highly uh, athletic tight end. Uh, they got Coney Ely, a defensive end. Carolina, I mean, he's tough. Uh, they did well, and they could, they they still got some more moves they could do if they can if they can trade uh, Butler. He he mm-hmm. wants out now, so they did great. Um, so yeah. what about I, you? I can't. I hate the Patriots with a freaking furious passion. I love the but Patriots. I have to respect. You, you trash Tom Brady in fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Tom Brady. It's it's Bill Tom Belichick Brady. more than anything. Just because. The Browns sucked ass so bad when he was their coach, and now everybody hails him as the greatest thing since sliced bread. He didn't get a it's, fair it's shake. It's more jealousy thing. Like, yeah, yeah don't, be so, don't be so bitter, fucking god damn. Yeah. <laughs> hey, pull when your you big get a boy, pull, pull your losing, big boy pants up, Hemi. When you get a lifetime of losing as a Browns fan, you'll know what I'm talking about. But we'll yeah, see. You, you start uh, enjoying but, success. <laughs> but we do – there was another team that had a really good free agency, the fucking Browns. Come on, they they at least deserve a golf clap, okay? Last hey, I'll year, a, I think I'll give them a fucking ball slap. <laughs> Whatever. Last hey, year, you know what? You know what? I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you off real quick. Yeah. I, I'll I'll let you I'll let you on paper say the Browns did good, but they're the fucking Browns, and you never oh, yeah. know if they they're made going to be bad or not. You know what they're I mean? They're not even going to win half their games. I want to but see this they, improvement, but if these the right players, direction. yeah, if, if, if the moves that they made just turn into shit like usual, then I mean, what else are you gonna say? Yeah. You know, that, that they they go right back down to the to the cellar for me, but yeah. I'll let you have now, it on paper. Yeah, the Browns, their offensive line was a disaster last year because Petonio got hurt, and then they let Alex Mack and Mitchell Schwartz go, and they didn't replace them with anybody. Um, it was it was a complete clusterfuck, but. They go out there, they get Kevin Zeitler. I think he was the best guard or just best offensive lineman, period, available. For sure. For and, sure. yeah, they got him. They get J.C. Treader, a center from uh, the Packers, a guy that when he's healthy, he's freaking beast. He did great last year until he got hurt, so we'll see. If he can stay healthy, now with those two guys added to Joel Batonio and Joe Thomas, the Browns' offensive line actually looks half decent as long as they stay healthy, um, and that's something I'm actually mildly excited for, especially because yeah, they had you know 62 sacks last season. If they can um, get somebody other yeah, than fucking yeah. Uncle Rico running around back there, maybe they can play some <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? And yeah. Uh, the Lord. only thing that I didn't like was that they let Pryor go, uh, but they did replace him with Kenny Britt, a guy that had almost the exact same statistics as him last season, and he's about the same size. I'll tell you what, a man, bit I like older, Britt. So, yeah, Britt's I like good. Britt. I feel like Britt's yeah. been in a situation where he hasn't had a good quarterback. I'm not obviously going to Browns. He may not have a good quarterback, but yeah. a lot of people didn't like that signing. But the talent's there. He's a freak athlete. You get him with the. I mean, you put him on the Patriots, probably tear shit up. 
You know what I mean? You get him, get him on, you know, Green Bay, something, something like that. I mean, he'll he'll be doing good. And so if they can get, if they can get a QB, if they can trade for Garoppolo, or you know, maybe you know, I don't want him to get a rookie. I think Kessler yeah. did all right. So I, I mean, if they can get a quarterback with a line, can, could do some damage. That's what I'm saying. Just get if they can get a, a serviceable QB that can throw the ball. Too bad they don't have McNown anymore. Um, but they uh, or McCown, I mean, they uh, he would have been. Nice addition with. Mm-hmm. Hey, they got Brock Ice Osweiler now. <laughs> yeah, fucking douchebag. What did you think about that trade? The Browns basically paid. I like the trade. Million for a second round draft pick. I love that shit because um, I obviously when you first heard it, literally like the second I heard, it, I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I was sitting there talking to some people about how I wanted them to get Jimmy G, and I'm 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 huge on Jimmy G. I love I love the quarterback position. I study it. I I know it. And when I see him, I see a, a star. I love Jimmy G. And uh, I thought that the Browns were going to get him. And then when they made this trade, I initially was like, what the fuck? This is terrible. What are you doing? And then I started to dissect it. And I started to understand about the contract. You know, they, they can cut him. And they're not, they're, not on, they're not on the hook for all that money that everybody thought they're on the hook for. Yeah, and they, they're on you know, the hook they can, for one year's worth. Okay. One year's worth, they and, and you know what? That's the, that's the thing. One year's worth of salary, and if he does great, then you just got him signed anyway. You don't have to worry about some stupid extension. But if he sucks, you just mm-hmm. drop him, and you don't you're not on yep. the hook for anything else. It doesn't count towards your salary cap or anything. It's a good trade. It's yeah, a good trade. I don't know what the hell, I, they're kind of dragging their feet with it now. I don't know what they plan mm-hmm. on doing with it. But you know, it's not draft day yet, and I think that's where you're going to see a lot more trades yeah. happening. I think you could see Jimmy Garoppolo going, but at the same time. Uh, the Pats like him. They really do like him. And it doesn't seem like they want to let him go easily. And they are, he is their heir apparent, and he looked well when he played in the season. So yeah. uh, the, Tom the Brady, problem is he's, he's a vampire. He may be around for another 50 years. You never know. <laughs> you know, he, yeah. may, he, may, he may be around when we're old guys. But, you know, uh, they plan on him being around a couple more years, you know, serviceably, and they want to get Jimmy G in there. So I understand that. So they're asking for a big price. But if I'm the Browns, if I'm the Browns, I'm trading that 12th pick. I don't care what anybody says. I don't give a shit. Who are you going to get at the twelfth pick in this draft that's better than him? That's ready for you. He's mm-hmm. ready. He's been you know tutored under the best quarterback of all time, under the best coach of all time, in a great system. Um, he's ready. He's ready to play for you. He can run. He can throw. He's got a banging arm. I mean, this dude. This dude is the real deal. I will co-sign him to my death. They need to get him, and if they get him at twelve, get him. That's my take on that. But who do you got? What do you, uh, what, who do, Kevin Favreau in the chat room just said Jimmy G is last year's Osweiler. What do you say about that? Uh, Kevin has fucking 12 feet of height and fucking two inches of brain. This guy doesn't know <laughs> what the hell he's talking about. He's a fucking dumb shit. Brock Osweiler is a turd. He's just an overgrown snake. He's a fucking snake. <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. Jimmy G is Aaron Rodgers. That's who Jimmy G is. He's, he's the next Aaron Rodgers. All right. He's the next Those Aaron are bold Rogers. words. We're going to see. I am, uh, I am the all in. I am all know, in. I'm Fucking saving that man. audio. And like four or five years down the line, when Jimmy G no, gets may, caught he, like he, with 20 hookers. And uh, you know what? He's probably going to be hanging out with you. Over for three years. I'm just going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing that quote. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? He may not be as good as Aaron Rodgers, but he's gonna be one. He's gonna be a Pro Bowler. He's gonna be a Pro Bowler. He'd be <laughs> as good as Luck for sure. I'd take. I would take him over Luck. 
right now. Way. Right now, I think Luck's an interception machine, and he gets hurt like son of a bitch. But I, I mean, I, that could be who he has around him. But it's a bold statement. <laughs> I think it's just I'm so high on Jimmy G. I'm willing to say pretty much anything right now. Yeah. And except well, for, for I wanted to throw entering. in my two cents on the Osweiler thing. Um, sure. Basically, the Browns had $101 million in cap space for this season. And even after all the, half of it. the money they spent, like they extended Batonio, uh, they got Zeitler, they got Treader, they got Kenny Britt, they still had over $50 million. So there's just no way they were going to spend it all. Almost all the best guys were off the board by then anyway. Yeah. So they're just like, fuck it, let's use some of this extra money and buy a draft pick. And the Texans were so desperate to get uh, Osweiler's contract off their books that they gave the Browns a second-round draft pick to take him, and, and which is this, hilarious. It, and now Texans, they're having it seems like they're having a little bit of an issue getting Romo, which is who they wanted. Yeah, because the Cowboys aren't even cutting him yet. No, they haven't they cut, cut him cut yet. Him. They don't know what the hell they're doing with them. So Texans are like, shit, what are we yeah, going to do if now? If they don't get Romo, this move is going to backfire so hard for them. Well, they weren't even. I don't know what they were going to do because they, it didn't seem like and they, they let to Hoyer play him go. Anyway. And I think Hoyer was a decent quarterback. Yeah, Hoyer's going to head it up at the at the Forty Niners now. Yeah, and I think that's a good fit for him. I mean, they got fucking like, nobody, but yeah, he's good to get <laughs> now, to play. Let's so talk who's your, about who, yeah, who's the worst? Who's your? Yeah, worst? I was going to say. Let's talk about who had the worst free agency. And I hate to do this to you, Brandon. I know they're your team, but dude, Minnesota Vikings sucked some serious shit in free agency. I mean, they lost their left tackle, Matt Khalil. They let AP go. They lost uh, Captain Munnerlin. They lost two receivers, Charles Johnson, Cordell Patterson, and they didn't, they lost out on the Alshon Jeffrey sweepstakes. They let Jeffrey go to Philadelphia. They didn't bring in a big time receiver when they lost two, and they lost uh, Rhett Ellison, their tight end. They even let their their punter go. That's all they were able to do, bring in like one guy or two offensive linemen that were not elite. Like yeah, I'm, fuck you, Hemi. <laughs> fuck you, Hemi. I don't give a shit what you have to say. Seriously, <laughs> it was that. bad. It, yeah, yeah, Brandon Gerber said it right. Minnesota equals dumpster fire. Yeah, they are a dumpster fire. And you know what? We're supposed to be at odds, but I can't do anything but agree with you here because I'm so fucking fed up with them. Okay, let's hear this. They 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 got rid of Cleo, who's probably the worst left tackle in football. So that's cool. He made the Pro Bowl once. His rookie year. The dude ahead of him got in a bar fight. <laughs> yeah, his rookie year. And then he every year he got worse and worse. To last year, I just wanted to punt him in the nutsack. So get the fuck out of here. He was so bad that he he had he got in altercations with fans. So we but we replaced him with Riley Reef, who was one of the other worst left tackles in in, in the game, and we're paying this dude ten mil a year. Ten million a year. We got Dayton uh, Jones, who's a defensive lineman from Green Bay. We pay him almost four million a year. He's okay. He's not bad. He's a serviceable player, but he's not impact. And then we got Remmers. He's an offensive tackle from Carolina. We pay this dude six million a year. Serviceable. Funny, you guys basically traded offensive linemen because Mac went to to Carolina, didn't he? Yeah, and, and on on uh, Andre. Yeah, Cleo. Matt Khalil went to oh, play with his brother. Sorry. Yeah, Khalil went to play with his brother in Carolina. But we lost um, Andre Smith, which is an offensive, uh, offensive guard. I mean, not great, but he's okay. We lost Patterson. So get this shit. You trade up in the draft to, to draft Patterson 
somehow the dude's a giant freak of an athlete, and they never could find a way to use him. They could never find a way to use him. Not even decoys, speed. No, you know, jet sweeps, the drag, you know, they didn't do anything. There's all kinds of things that you can use with that kind of speed, and they just never used him. And then they just got rid of him. So you just wasted you wasted that that draft, in my opinion. You get rid of your punter, lock in one of the better punters in the league. And we re-signed fucking old ass Terrence Newman, who's probably got grandkids. We we got him. <laughs> we got and we got a couple guards, uh Karen and uh Surlis, who's they're just whack. And then we, we re-signed those guys. Was, uh, our offensive line was probably the worst in in football, and we re-signed uh, two guards. And then we re-signed nope. Adam Thielen. Now Adam Thielen, he played well. He played well, but let me tell you this: we have since Moss and Carter. I can't think of a, of a great receiver that we've had in a long time. And yet Brandon Marshall sitting out there, cheap as fuck, and you're not playing. And you didn't get him. He just, he just you know basically went across town to the Giants. You know, you got, so like I got he, a question in the chat for you, Brandon. They want sure, to know. What's up? What do you think about Treadwell in 2017? Treadwell. Here's what I know about Treadwell. Everybody's super hyped about his athleticism. Everybody's super hyped about um, his ability to jump. He's got good jumping ability, but his hands are whack, can't catch the ball, and his route running is pedestrian. Like, I feel like I could send Hemi out there and run the same routes as this dude. He just has (laughs) no cut. He's just a big body that can jump. He's a big body that can jump. He's not that fast, um, but he's got he's got he's got that. You know what he he is? He's like a he would be like a hybrid tight end who's going to be sitting in the slot a little bit here and there, but he can't run slot routes. I mean, it's just like I don't know what the hell to do with that guy. To be quite honest with you, I wanted uh, I wanted the receiver Doxon. I wanted Josh Doxon that he got he got picked off by the Redskins a pick before us. I wanted him because he is someone that I think you guys should look into next year for Washington. Um, I think that he uh, – now that uh, – I think Pierre Garcon's gone, so Doxon's mm-hmm. going to be able to fill in some slots. And that's who I wanted the Vikings to pick because he's he he's an athlete, and he can run the routes, and he's got big hands. So I wanted him. So I was high on Treadwell, like athleticism, but I knew he had problems dropping the ball in college, and it obviously hasn't gotten any better because he's a first-round pick. And he didn't play any, a lick last year, mm-hmm. and that's and for a receiving core that was shit. So I mean, that tells you right there what I think of him and what the, what the yeah. team thinks of him. You know what I mean? So he's got some he's got some improving to do. Yeah, work I cut out care. for him. He's got his work cut well, out for him. Well, there's a, another thing that happened in free agency was actually just a, a couple of days ago. We had the first one of the first major running back signings. I wanted to get your thought on thoughts on that one with the, the Seahawks actually. Yeah, they signed Eddie Lacy. Um, fat body Eddie Lacy. They signed him to three million guaranteed. He he. Uh, during his physical, this dude weighed two hundred sixty-seven pounds. He was listed at two thirty-four last year. So tell me if his dedication there. This fucking guy can't dedicate anything to his life. He he just well, maybe burgers. Gravity is stronger in Seattle. Huh? Yeah, whatever. This, <laughs> yeah, he's probably having trouble breathing up there with all this fucking cheeseburgers he's huffing and puffing on. This dude, tell me this shit. This guy has a three hundred and eighty five thousand dollar bonus if he can keep his weight down. So this these he's literally such a pile of shit that he's getting paid three hundred and eighty five thousand dollars. Some guy's retirement that for working for thirty years. He gets paid that this year 
just so he won't be a fat fuck. Tell me that is crazy. This dude has a weight bonus. If he keeps his weight down, he gets three hundred eighty-five thousand. And let me tell you this: this lazy son of a bitch probably won't do it. He won't do it for over a quarter million dollars. This guy is a bum. I have no faith in this dude whatsoever. Sack of shit. What is your? Well, take? He wouldn't be the only guy that showed up uh, to to training camp out of shape. I mean, uh, we've had pretty good history of dudes that did not take their job seriously. Like for me, number one all time, Pablo Sandoval. Motherfucker signed $95 million contract with the Boston Red Sox a couple years yeah. ago. Showed up and he was, he broke his belt swinging a bat. Like I don't, if you've seen this video, <laughs> please, if you have not seen this video, watch it. It Link is it. hilarious. He's <laughs> up there swinging left-handed, swings, and his belt snaps. What a sack of like, shit. Like, he was that fat. And then he's basically done absolutely nothing with the Red Sox. Uh, they were not even going to let him make the team last year. I think they were going to send him to the minors, and then he hurt his shoulder and had to miss the rest of the year. So, I mean, that's right there, number one for me all time. Dude's not, like, getting paid <laughs> and then just fucking off. Who else you got? Well, uh, I, I have a couple other ones, but, like, that's number one. I thought Lendell White, I mean, he showed up, like, he was thunder and lightning to Reggie uh, Bush in yeah. UCL, USC, and then he goes to Tennessee, and he was, like, dumpster fire instead. Well, you got dumpster the all-time fire one. Lightning. So. The all-time <laughs> one ever, all right, Marcus Russell. Marcus Russell. Yeah. You know, he came in fat and out of shape and worthless, signed that huge rookie deal, didn't give a shit. Turned into the biggest could, bust of all time. You got him, uh, Vince Young. Hey, he could throw, he it, he could throw it 65 yards from his knees, though, right? Yeah, too bad when your <laughs> knee touches after getting tackled, you're down. Doesn't matter. Got a bum <laughs> ass. Jesus Christ. Like, I, and then he wanted to make a comeback, and he still is fat. I'm like, man, you just need to, you just need to hang it up, brother. You need to start mentoring kids in inner city or some shit. But then you got Vince Young, who won the Rookie of the Year, and then just got fatter and fatter every year. It's like he was trying to, like, split off into two people, but he couldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and the Browns even tried him uh, yeah, right at the end of his career. And then they and just, then, when the Browns don't even keep you, you know you're bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, or they just don't know how to coach you. And then you got Mike Williams. Remember Mike Williams from the Lions? He was from USC. Mm-hmm. He got fat as shit, too. The dude was a freak of nature in college. Amazing. And then when they got – he had to sit out that year because he tried to get drafted early. Got drafted seventh by the Lions. And then this turned into a fat body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then they tried to stick him at tight end. It didn't work. It just didn't work. And it that just brings me to my point, like, if you're passionate about something, you're going to work hard and do do what you love to do. And uh, be the best you can be. And then you got these guys that just have the entire world in the palm of their hands, million-dollar contracts, and they just don't give a shit. And if they had some 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 sort of other life that they wanted to live, like say say Lacey was just like, you know what, I'm going to take the millions I, I earn now, and I'm going to build something that's going to impact the community. Cool, man. Instead, he just doesn't. He just you can barely he's barely coherent when he talks. You, you, you know, you don't know what the hell he just wants to sit on his ass. And he doesn't want to work hard for the for this money that people dream of. He hit the lottery. He's given a gift. He's played at Bama. People want to draft Bama players. I mean, he was given a gift. He was, it, I just can't stand people that waste waste talent. It just blows my mind. 
There's people out there that yeah. work their ass off just to, you know, just to be mediocre. And this dude, he's just he's trying to be mediocre. It doesn't well, work. It doesn't work for me. <laughs> well, that does bring us to our uh, one of our last segments for today's show. We're going to talk about the NCAA tournament. That's the big news now. Uh, hey, hey, agency starting hey, to hey, down. hey, we yeah. got somebody trying to call in here. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do actually. Hang on, yeah, they've been uh, on hold for a minute. So you just talk. I'm gonna check them out in the the screening room. All right, all right, guys. But anyway, that's that's a free agent talk. Um, I'm still anticipating some trades coming up in the in the NFL around the draft time. I'm hoping that, like I said, I want that Jimmy G trade to come in. Uh, I'm thinking that the Pats are gonna trade Butler and get right back into the first round. Probably pick a perennial pro, pro bowler at the end of the draft. You know, do what they always do. Um, we're going to be getting into the NCAA tournament here in a second and go over some of our picks. We're going to go over some – we got that, Hemi? I'm back. Uh, actually, our, our guest actually wanted to talk about the NCAA tournament. So uh, we're going to do our initial thoughts, and then we'll bring him on. So how's Sounds that? Sounds good. Sounds All right. Good. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. First things first. Who is your Cinderella team in this uh, NCAA tournament? Who who do you have like that a ten seat or bigger that's going far, and how far are they going? Well, you know this is kind of it's not really fair because Wichita State is a ten seed, but they're just so drastically underseeded. They're a thirty win team, they're, and they have a mm-hmm. history of going deep in the tournament. They're a ten seed, yeah. and they run into Kentucky. I think they should be like a five seed. Yeah. So they are a ten seed. I mean, if I'm if I'm going to run that, I'm going to run them into the Sweet Sixteen. I have them beating uh, Dayton and, and Kentucky, and going into play UCLA. I just think UCLA is going to stop them right there. But as far as uh, you know, I as crazy as this sounds, because this is such this is such a uh, this is such a like a wide open year. Yeah. I don't really have a whole lot of them going past like the Sweet Sixteen. Like I have a uh, Middle Tennessee State, which is a twelve seed, going to Sweet Sixteen. Uh, losing the UNC, but they beat Butler. Um, I got o- o- Oklahoma State. Uh, they have a couple of good wins, man. I like them. Um, they they uh, they're gonna take out Michigan, fucking Big Ten, and they're gonna <laughs> take out Louisville and go into play Oregon. And I know Oregon's down a player, but I still li- I still like their team, and I got Oregon uh, stopping them there. Um, what else do I got here? Yeah, you know, I don't have a whole lot over here. I I like UNC Wilmington. Now they're playing. Uh, they're playing Virginia first round, and that's an interesting game to me. And we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I got them. Now I don't have this happening, but they could beat Virginia. And then, as painful as it sounds, I love Florida, but Florida's limping in, and I could see UNC Wilmington taking out Virginia and Florida and running into Nova. But you know that the train stops there for me. But the the yeah, reason that, that would be pretty sick. The reason I think that that Virginia game in uh, UNC Wilmington is such a good game is because Virginia's kind of shitty on offense. I mean, they're only ranked like 312th in the country in offense. That's not going to mm-hmm. win games for these guys, you know what I mean? But but their defense is ranked number one in the country. Now, UNC Wilmington is 10th in the nation in scoring, and they're 241st in D, so you got like polar opposites here. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens, you know what I mean? They could definitely see an upset here. I could definitely see an upset. Um, and then they match up pretty decent with Florida. 
when you go into the next round. So I, you know, I'm not going to be a homer here. I'm going to be straight up yeah. honest. I think Florida's going to, they're not coming in. They're not going to lead eight again, you know? So that, I, I yeah. I'll admit I did pick UNC Wilmington to get that upset as well. So we actually agreed on that. Here's my upset yeah. team and no one's going to see this coming because I'm probably fucking wrong. All right. SMU. Yeah. All right. The Mustangs, Southern Methodist University. I have them uh, beating the Providence USC winner. Uh, then I have them beating Baylor. And then I have them beating Duke. They are an elite eight team for me, baby. As <laughs> a number six you want to know something? They shouldn't yeah. be a number six seed either. They're a 30-win team too. I mean, that, you don't have many 30-win teams in there. And another thing is I have them beating Baylor as well. But I have Duke beating them. Duke's just too talented for them. But I get I get where you're coming from. Yeah. You know. All right. We're, now, supposed to, we're supposed to be at, at odds here, Hemi. I mean. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, we do actually have someone that I think can contribute to the odds. Uh, he has been patiently waiting on the phone to get to offer his two cents on the NCAA tournament. Uh, Mr. Brett Lobb from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> I've been listening to you guys for all of 50 minutes. Oh, my God. Um, how are we doing so fan. far, Brett? Uh, grand. See, I'm glad that you guys brought up underdogs and NCAA tournament because this is a year that is wide open for me as well. Sure. After my team, Ohio State, got declined a bid to the NIT tournament. Declined. <laughs> Not Pretty invited brutal. to the NIT. So this is a year that I am going for the underdog. So that's pretty much who I'm going for, too, because it's like, you know, they've already come out with a statement saying that Thad Mata is coming back next year, which is kind of pathetic that they have to do that before the season was even over. But I'm just looking for all of those upsets to, uh, for uh, Duke and UNC to get taken out because I'm sick of the same old people in the Elite Eight and, and all that good stuff. So I'll tell, tell you what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking for uh, um, Grayson kicking somebody in the dick in the Final Four. <laughs> It's 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 heartening. It, as bad as it is for me, I know you hate the Big Ten Sharples. I have to root for Michigan to do good. To Let make me the tell Big you Ten guys, look good. the Big Ten is whack this year. You guys got to be dog shit. shitty. They're just a shitty conference. Their their best their best teams Purdue and they're whack as fuck too. So I mean, where are you gonna go with the Big All Ten? Right. You're not Call gonna have crazy. a lot to cheer for. Call me crazy. I have the Big Ten winning every opening round game. Oh, Jesus Every single Kurt one. Emmy. I think they're in like this eight of where, them. This they're is where we win them all. This is where we, you're dumb as shit. Let's go here. I don't have a lot of them going to the Sweet 16. I only have two going winning after that, but they're going to win every opening round yeah, game. You have no fucking logic. It makes no <laughs> sense. Let me tell you this. Minnesota is shit, and they're going to lose to Middle Tennessee State a 12 seed. I don't even know how Minnesota got a 5 seed. You got to be shitting me. SMU is a 6 seed, and Minnesota is a 5 seed? Oh, my Lord. I mean, they're they're the dipshit. I, I think I'm gonna I'm jumping on the Hemi wagon with the uh, SMU going going all the way. Hey, I love SMU. Dude, I, I'm not, that's, if no SMU makes it to the Final Four, I want you know. They're fucking loaded. They're awesome. <laughs> I tell you what, but you know what I like about Wichita State is Wichita State. They're just they're all team play. They don't really have a major player that's carrying them. They're just all they work. And they're the called the Shockers. So that's yeah, right. I, yeah, we yeah. love shocking bitches. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Doing the thing. 
There's my two cents. Also, I like, hey, Hemi, I like to do one in the pink and two in the stink. You know what I mean? I like to get free. Brett Brett had one last thing he wanted to say. What's up, buddy? Also, Eddie Lacey, um, I heard you talking about him as, you know, getting, you know, 300 some odd million dollars or thousand dollars to keep his weight down. Yeah. There's a spot open for Subway. He should be the new Jared. I think that's got uh, Eddie Lacey written (laughs) all over it. So. Uh, well, I was trying to get a new contract for fucking NFL. Uh, I turned to Subway, and I ate chicken teriyaki every day, motherfuckers. No cheese. No cheese. Okay. Yeah, we no have? cheese. No, that motherfucker gets 13 pounds of cheese. <laughs> okay, well, that's my two cents, so thanks, guys. All right, brother. Yeah, have a thanks good one. for calling in, Brett. Yeah, bye. All right. That was Brett Love calling in <laughs> from Columbus, another 04 O'Carver grad. We have some interesting comments here going on in the chat room. Uh, Brandon Gerber says, Notre Dame Final Four. Now, I can't 100% agree with you on that, Brandon, but I do have Notre Dame beating Gonzaga and making it to the Elite Eight. Yeah. I'm close. What do you I know think? This do you is think called, it happens? I know, this, I know this is called Ad Odd Pod, Ad Odds Podcast, but we're not going to be at odds, apparently, this whole fucking program. Wait till football season, I guess. We will no, but, we will be but, when I talk about our final fours, okay, and our shit. champs. I have ND going to the lead eight. I haven't beaten Gonzaga, but I have him losing to my school, Arizona. And uh, mm-hmm. it's not just because I went to school there; it's because I, I genuinely think they're the best overall team in the country right now, as we speak. They're just playing the best ball right now. Um, but ND, ND's tough. They're the they're, ND is the best uh, free throw shooting team in the entire country. And that's gonna that's gonna carry you in a tournament like this. That's that's where you win. You know, you're going to the foul line. Everybody's trying to win. You know, I mean, they're sending people to foul line cr- like crazy in the NCAA tournament. So the best, you know, the best free throw shooting team in the whole country. That's it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna carry them in this tournament. The thing is, Gonzaga's huge. They got a bunch of big mm-hmm. ass white dudes. So I mean, the guard play of Notre Dame's they're gonna have to hit some jumpers because they're gonna get smoked on the inside. Well, but if they can hit some jumpers is- and yeah, it's so important they, in the NCAA tournament. It's it's much more important than having big dudes. Big dudes don't well, usually become need, a huge factor in the tournament. Well, what they need to do, it just depends on how good they are. What they need to do is they need to get those guards driving to the hole and getting fouled so they can get to the line. But I mm-hmm. I, I like Gonzaga, but I don't. I like I like Notre Dame. And if Notre Dame was in any other region, I might take them into the into the Final Four. I really All would. Right, so who's who's your Final Four? Let's hear it. I got I got Duke, Arizona, Oregon, and UCLA. Now I know Oregon's got he's got a, a butcher down, but he's getting replaced by a pretty big stud coming out of high school that's playing well anyway. Um, and that region sucks. If I'm going to be blunt, that region sucks. I'm not. I don't like Kansas. I think they're Bill Self has had a number one seed six times, and he's only been in the final four one times with that one seed. It does, you know, he's not bearing well. I, I, they're going to run into Iowa State probably if if Iowa State doesn't get. Iowa State has Nevada first round. Nevada is very tough. They can shoot. They got three guards. They're badass. Um, they they got a uh, Cameron Oliver. They got uh, what's his name? Uh, Marcus Marshall and Jordan Caroline. That's who it is. And they all can shoot the shit out of the ball. So Iowa State has has that five twelve upset potential. But I like Iowa oh, State definitely. big time. I picked Nevada so I, to beat Iowa State. But I, I like Iowa State. Iowa State mm-hmm. is probably going to play Kansas. They split this year. So Iowa State could – and they got and Iowa State beat them last time they played. So Iowa State, 
could roll with that. They, they're going to be they're going to be tested. Where I don't think Kansas is going to be tested because they, they only got NC Central. I think they play, and then they play uh, Miami, Florida, probably or Michigan State. One of those two. And I think they roll both of them. So Iowa State may be battle tested. You know what I mean? With the, with that mindset, they can go. But once the but I think Oregon has a has a pretty clear path to the lead eight because I don't like Louisville. And uh, so I got so then you got Oregon matching up with Iowa State, and I like that. That's why I got them going. I don't really particularly have some crazy confidence in that pick, but then I got UCLA going because guard play is huge in the tournament. They got Lonzo Ball. They got that. They got another freshman um, that's ex- uh, extremely tough. What's his name? Uh, T.J. Leaf. T.J. Leaf. He's super tough. He's a freshman, and and, and they're just they're they're peaking at the right time. They only had four losses this year. Um, so, you know, they're looking good. So I like, I like a UCLA Arizona championship game and I got, I got Arizona winning it. All right. Here's mine. Uh, I actually do agree with you on two of my final four. I hate to say that Uh, I have Arizona and UCLA in my final four as well. So I don't know how we possibly could have come to that same conclusion, but, uh, I just think Arizona, as I agree with you that they're one of the best pure teams, they don't have like the elite player like that one guy that is just unbelievable uh that's like so much better than everybody else but they as a team they are really good ucla actually does have multiple elite players that's why i think oh yeah they'll make it um and then on the other side though i'm going villanova you know they're the i think that they can you know they made they won it all last year maybe they're like 30 yeah yeah and, and they still have uh, one of the best players in the country in Josh Hart. So I think that they're in really good shape. And I think that that overall, I think Duke is going to seriously underperform. They've been so inconsistent all year. I really think, uh, I, I honestly do think SMU beats Duke. I, yeah, but you I, I know that makes Who, Who's like peaking? Who, who's peaking right now? I know Duke's peaking. You got a Duke team peaking? I mean, they beat there's, everybody. Yeah. They beat there's, everybody. There's they another beat. team that's peaking too. And, People are going to laugh at me. Here's my other – the other side. That's where, that's where the craziness comes in, okay? I, I went pretty obvious, one seed, two seed, three seed for my other three. But then I went with Purdue coming out of the Midwest bracket. You're this is, fucking this is my bracket where the Big Ten runs train on everybody, okay? I have the Big Ten getting their ass kicked in every other bracket, in every other uh, region. I have them winning their first game and then losing the second game every single time. But in this one, I have – I think Michigan State wins their game against Miami and then gives Kansas a run for their money. I have Michigan beating Oklahoma State and then upsetting Louisville, then uh, making it to the Elite Eight. And I think Purdue beats Kansas in the Sweet 16, and then it's a repeat of the Big Ten championship game. Purdue-Michigan no, again in the Elite Eight. And this time Purdue gets the better of them. Yeah, I think you've been jacking Caleb off a little too Swaggy. much. You're you're blind right AKA now. AKA Swaggy P. That dude, he is Swaggy going to P. <laughs> he is going to carry Purdue into the Final Four. That dude is too good. Let me let me tell you a little something something. <laughs> I <laughs> I got one one Big Ten team winning. No, I got two. I will give you two. I got Wisconsin beating Virginia Tech, and I got Maryland beating Xavier. Outside of that, fucking Michigan's gonna be, get beat by Oklahoma State. Uh, Purdue sucks. They're a bunch of white motherfuckers, and they got one dude named Swaggy. 
and Swaggy's gonna sag his pants all the way back to fucking Boiler Town, and they're gonna lose to Vermont. And I got Michigan State gonna lose to Miami because them boys know how to party. And then we got uh, what else we got? Any other shitty ass Big Ten? Oh, Minnesota. They're gonna lose to Middle Middle Tennessee State. It's not gonna be a good, you know. It's just not gonna be a good postseason for Big Ten football or basketball. I hate to tell you. You guys are gonna be having your heads hung down waiting for football season to start. <laughs> I'll admit <laughs> there are no elite Big Ten teams, but I just think I really do that the Midwest is ripe for a big Big Ten Big Ten takeover. I mean, that's where the Big Ten's from anyway, right? So that's where it's happening. Yeah, and I, I do. I think Michigan that's what's could, could give it a run too. I I could see Purdue or Michigan making it to the I final four. I just want the paper. <laughs> so, uh, I got any Arizona. other last words you have on the NCAA tournament? Do you have any last words, Hemi? Before I kill you? Okay, here. <laughs> let me let me go over a couple teams that I like that I that we talked about, but I wanted to go over. Now we got you got to think of Bucknell. Bucknell is one of those teams Bucknell. that are pretty deep. They're they're pretty decent at everything, but they're great at nothing, which means they could get hot because you know they're decent at everything. So they could get hot and take some emotional momentum during a game, and that's how these teams like Davidson did it in the past, and mm-hmm. Bucknell did it in the past. Vermont, you know, uh, George Mason, all those guys. So you got they're playing they're playing West Virginia. Now West Virginia can be a little bit inconsistent, but they do got that they got some serious scoring talent. They got enough D. They got that press D. Uh, that's gonna pretty make pretty much make Bucknell stagnant. So it's gonna take it's gonna take a miracle. I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but I'm saying take a look at Bucknell. That's one of those upsets that people m- might be shocked about. That you, you I'm telling you right now, could happen. Um, they and they've done it. They they've done it in the past. But on the flip side of that, West Virginia is one of those teams that uh, that could make a run. That you could see rolling through even to the lead eight, even into the final four, because that region is a little bit wide open with Zaga and Arizona and ND. I mean, they're all tough, but West Virginia has the guys to do it. They've beat they've beat a lot of good teams this year. So that's that's a guy that's a team you need to look into. Um, we already talked about Iowa State, Miami. Now Miami is a bit of a mystery. Miami, Florida, because they're atrocious offensively. Honestly, they they're only ranked 266 in the country, but they play decent uh, decent defense pretty well. Um, they have a nice list of wins though. I mean, they beat Duke, Syracuse, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and North Carolina. But the flip side of that is they they split with all those teams. So and they, and they've gotten rolled by a couple of them on rematches. So basically, it's like a roll of the dice. Like which one of these teams are going to show up? So I got them beating Michigan State, but Kansas should KO them. Um, and then Iowa State's got that Monta Morris. He's a player. A uh, couple of guys for our listeners to look out for is they got that Frank Mason. He's that guard from Kansas. He's a stud. This dude was shit coming out of high school. Like, nobody wanted to give him a, a contract. He was just like, just a normal brother, dude. You know what I mean? Nothing. Nobody wanted to listen to uh, listen to him. Uh, they didn't want to talk to him. He ended up uh, going to Tosin. Well, he's committed to Tosin. And he ended up getting on uh, getting on Kansas, and now he's averaging almost 21 this this year, and uh, he's got almost six assists. That's a lot for that's a lot for college. And uh, you know he's he and every game that Kansas trailed him, he basically led them back with just sheer will. Um, Lonzo Ball, he he's tough. He leads he leads the nation in assists. He goes to UCLA. He's a guy you need to pay attention to. Probably gonna be a top pick in the draft. Uh, depending on who gets it. Um, you talked about Josh Hart. He's tough. Dylan Brooks from Oregon. He's one of the reasons I picked him. Uh, he's six foot seven. He's averaging twenty and a half points over his past twelve games. He's peaking. You know, you got a, you got a couple guys from like Luke Kennard. He's a tough. He's one of the top picks in the draft. Um, 
he if he comes out this next year. So he's averaged 20 points a game, shoots 50% from the field. You got a couple of good guys. So just some guys to pay attention to. And my biggest guy is the dude you're talking about, uh, the team you're talking about, you know, SMU. Semi Alaje, actually a J Lay, <laughs> spelled O J E L E Y E, a J Lay. That's how you say it too. Um, dude's tough. He came. He actually went to Duke, transferred in the middle of the season, and they won that national title that season. So he's kind of has a chip on his shoulder. Uh, he's averaging 19 points a game, seven boards. I mean, he's tough as shit. So that's somebody you can look like. And for Gerbs, Gerbs, uh, you got a uh, Bonzi Colson from Notre Dame. He's tough as shit, and there's a, actually there's another guy I had, I had talking talking about from Notre Dame, couple couple of guys, um, and then they got Matt Farrell. He's a guard. He's tough too. He's all he's he's all ACC. So he, I mean, they got some good guys coming. Uh, those are just some players that you guys can look at. But right. as far as the tournament goes, Big Ten's gonna be whack as fuck per usual. Um, Pac Pac twelve's gonna be tough. That's my take on all it. All right. Here's my take. I got. I'll keep mine brief, but I have two upset specials that I haven't talked about yet. Uh, one, Florida Gulf Coast. I think they're going to make a little Cinderella run. They made it to the Sweet 16 back in 2013, and I think they do it again. Uh, they've got a dude named Brandon Goodwin is a little beast. Uh, he's a transfer, and like he uh, form, formerly UCF, and then he has just gone off this year. Uh, with Florida Gulf yeah. Coast. I think they beat Florida State, and I think that they can beat the winner of Xavier, Maryland, too, uh, before running out against Arizona. And my other one, you're going to hate this because they're your freaking Final Four team. I have Oregon going down in the first round, baby. Iona. <laughs> Iona. Iona who? going to happen. You heard it here first. Fucking Iona. Okay. You even know where them bitches are located. <laughs> I own a fucking wide open offensive team. Like, no, seriously, they are good. They've got a guy named John Severe. He's nasty. Um, no, I don't even know where they're from. No, I don't. <laughs> Let's see. Where Look is it Iota? up. Where the Second. hell? I don't know. I don't even care. I just think they're going to beat Oregon. And then I have them beating Rhode Island and making it to the Sweet 16, baby, before Michigan. Oh, yeah. Love it, huh? Uh, strikes midnight for Iona, and my, <laughs> my team that I have winning it all, I have Villanova repeating. I really, I think they can do it. So I don't give a shit. I think that's that's about everything we had for the NCAA tournament. But we have a couple last things here. Um, first things first, you actually have some bets. Uh, you did. You said you're a gambling yeah. man. You're a successful oh, yeah. better. So you have some bets. See, dude, honestly, if make. it wasn't for my addiction to Potlum in Omaha, I'd be a fucking millionaire right now because my sports <laughs> betting is amazing. Just for your listeners. Well, let's hear it. I nailed a 13-game parlay one time. It was a miracle. But anyways, uh, I like Middle Tennessee State against Minnesota. They're minus one and a half. I think that's a lock. And I like I like Vanderbilt uh, negative. I, yeah, I like Vanderbilt. Uh, we'll take them minus two against Northwestern. Uh, you can go ahead and parlay these together too. That'd be a nice little two-game parlay. You get a nice payout on those. But those are those are good. Those are and good. And I picked payout. against both of those, by the way. So we are at yeah. odds. Yeah, we are at odds there. That's why Hemi is a fucking turd and don't ever gamble. Don't listen to him. Unless I'm talking ever. about cage fighting. Don't listen to him then either. He likes Ronda Rousey. She sucks. 
All right, so we we're good on on the gambling there. I think those are locks. Put your money on there, and we're gonna have a tally on this uh, at the end of the year and see where we're at. You know, we want to our picks. My picks, I want to be above fifty percent, and that's when mm-hmm. you make money. So if I can get oh, over fifty percent, by the way, we are also going to be tracking uh, whose bracket does better, and we yeah. will take some suggestions. This is a friendly wager between myself yeah. and Brandon. Uh, on what the loser should have to do uh, compared to the winner. So yeah. uh, we will take suggestions from the, the listeners. Yeah, let's hear that in the, let's hear that in the uh, chat You can box post them right here now. in the chat room. You can send them to us on Facebook, wherever. Uh, we are more than willing to listen. We haven't come up with anything that we thought was perfect yet. Yeah, but, just a loser gets uh, a paddle up the ass. <laughs> sideways. Bad end. Shit and pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're, so, we're going to head into uh, – what do we got here now, Herman? Oh, next up, we actually do have uh, one of – I think is going to be one of everybody's favorite segments each week. It is the Brandon Sharples Rant of the Week. <laughs> thing going on right now where we have LeVar Ball. He's the father of Lonzo Ball, LiAngelo Ball, and LaMelo Ball. He is a father and a fucking douchebag. Okay, so this is what this dickweed said to USA Today Sports. First of all, a little background on him. He's the he's the guy that said his son could beat Steph Curry one-on-one, basically saying he's better than Steph Curry right now in college at UCLA. Um he said that the USA Today Sports, and this is a direct quote from him, back in my heyday, I would kill Michael Jordan one-on-one. I would just back him in and lift him off the ground and call a follow every time he follows me, fouls me when I do a jump hook to the right or the left. He cannot stop me one-on-one. He better make every shot because he cannot go around me. He's just not fast enough. And he can only make so many shots outside before I make every bucket inside. This is from a dude that played at Washington State that averaged two points and two rebounds a game. And this dude is delirious as shit. Now, let me give you another thing he said. He said that he would crush Charles Barkley one-on-one and that Charles doesn't know how to have a ring. He, he, he didn't know how to win a ring, so he can't possibly be any good one-on-one. He was overrated is what he was saying. Then this dude said that he wanted a $1 billion shoe deal for his son. That's what he goes. We're starting at a billion. That's where the number. That's the number we're at, and that's where we're starting. They don't even have to give it to us all up front. We got to go a hundred million a year. That's fine with me. Are you shitting me? This is one of those guys that puts unwanted pressure on his kids, and that's where my rant comes in. These fucking parents that live vicariously through their children put all this unwanted pressure on your kids for you to be happy, and to me that is atrocious. There is a difference between guiding your kids and, and, and showing them to, to strive for greatness and, and pushing them to the limits. And there's a difference between that and living vicariously through them and punishing them when they don't reach the expectations that you have set for them. There is, there, there is a problem with this society that this is happening in. Um, this, is, this is where you see Little League coaches getting in fights with parents. They're busting up Little League coaches, sending them to the hospital, you know, knocking them out, doing all this shit because they think their kid's the best. And they can't get it through their head. And, and, and it's not 
that they want what's best for their children. They want what's best for them because they want to feel good and be able to brag about their kids. That's a fucking problem. And this dude's delirious as shit because he keeps going on all these shows. And now he's starting to use that leverage to kind of market his children. And, you know, his kids are kind of coming to his defense saying he's a great dad. He always, always pushed us. But at the end of the day, that's a lot of pressure, especially when you got a kid who's already going to be a top top draft pick in the NBA. And then you got your little your other son, LaMelo, who just dropped over 90 in a high school game. So you're putting all this unwanted pressure. And guess what? They're they're looking at your family when they draft you. They look they look as far as they can deep down the path, you know, down the yellow brick road. They're looking, and when they and when a team sees that they don't want to deal with this fucking guy, they might not draft the number one. He could cost his son a, a spot at a team that he wants and cost him some money. You know what I mean? So to me, I feel like these parents need to get off their kids and stop pressuring them and, and this is and causing depression causing issues this is where kids flame out you see so many talented kids that were so amazing when they're when they're you know in the youth ranks you know and then they once they get past high school not maybe not even to high school they they just flame out and they can't handle it anymore and then and then they almost become a disappointment not only to their parents but to the community around them because this com- the community has been hyped Hyping this kid based on their parents too. They, they kind of prop these kids up on a pedestal, and they're just kids. So once these kids uh, fail, you know th- this type of type of situation that this ball guy is doing, he's setting his kids up for failure. Now they may end up being great stars, and they may end up being just fine, and this may not hurt their career. But at the end of the day, I have a hard time believing it doesn't do some sort of psychological damage to them. And this is this is just one example on a major scale. This happens all across the country. You know, there's I mean, Rob uh, Rob Marinovich. I mean, when that he's a Robo QB, look what happened to him. He ended up a crackhead. You know, I mean, this is the things that that go on. And I have a major problem with the with the way that these parents are behaving. And that, and that you know that's my rant for the week. I I think everybody needs to take a hard look at that. Anybody with kids. Uh, that plans on or plans on having children. If you have a kid that's talented, obviously talented, even not, and you want to push them and you want to have them work hard, that is that is okay. That's teaching them lessons of life. But do not make him feel like if he fails at what you want him to do, that he is no longer worth your time or anybody else's time. You need to make sure they feel loved. You need to make sure that 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 pressure on them is is not too great. You're not you know it's not a pressure cooker. You don't want things to blow. You want people to take care of themselves, and you want people to be happy. And at the end of the day, the only way somebody's happy is if they love what they're doing. And if these kids don't love what they're doing, but they're doing it so you are proud, you need to take a second look at yourself. So that's my rant for the week. You know, there we go. (laughs) Well said, Sharples. Well said. Now, uh, this takes me to our final segment for the day. This is Hems Gems. <laughs> that was Charlie Sheen, by the way. Uh, anyway, uh, basically this segment is pretty simple, straightforward. I spend a lot of time on the computer. I spend a lot of time watching Netflix. Spend a lot of time just doing shit that is a good distraction. And I'm constantly running into stuff that I think is cool. And if I think it's cool, I want you to check it out. So uh, first things first, this is actually a Netflix series. And 
a lot of people haven't heard of it. I think it is one of the best and funniest uh, shows I have ever seen in my entire life. I highly recommend you guys check it out. It is called BoJack Horseman. Uh, it's it's popular, <laughs> like it's kind of in the underground a little bit, but I mean I'm not joking. This show is fucking hilarious. It's basically like based around a universe where humans live with human animal hybrids and they don't like, it's just, that's just how the reality is. Like they hardly ever. Will Will Arnett, right? Yeah. Will Arnett plays Bojack Horseman, the titular character. He's basically a burnout. He was basically Danny Tanner on full house. (laughs) And there was a show called horsing around like 20 years before that was like a 90s sitcom that was like the number one show. And then this show takes place 20 years later after that show flamed out and got canceled. And then he's trying to just get his life back together. And he lives with a dude named Todd that is played by uh, uh, the kid from Walter from uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Aaron. Uh, oh, what's yeah. his name? Anyway. I know you're talking uh, about. Yeah. The show is just, unbelievable it really is uh the the everything is tied together really well there's real life consequences it's it's a lot of shit is based off of real life because nothing ever really gets tied up in a nice little wrapped in a bow after 30 minutes like your problems don't just get solved like that and and it treats the all of its stories like that it is one of the more realistic shows and it's still fucking hilarious all of that so I highly recommend you guys check it out. I think once you watch a couple episodes, you will be addicted. It is it is that good. Like I I, I started watching it and then I blew through the first two seasons in like a day or two, and then they finally released season three, and I watched all of that in one day when they finally released it. I've I've even watched the Christmas special. So you guys should definitely check it out, BoJack Horseman, and then. For you gamers out there, especially this is a PC game, so you have to like be one of the people that uses like Steam or something. But highly recommend a game called RimWorld. It's not even officially released yet. It's still in alpha, but you can buy uh, a, a copy and then you can play the alpha version right now. But is it, this on, show, I got a question. Or, I got a question. Yeah, is is this about like is this like rim jobs and stuff? No, it has nothing to do with rim jobs. I promise. This is like it's just one of your like your interactive porn games. <laughs> no, it's it's about <laughs> uh, creating a colony on a just a, a planet that's not part of uh, like the solar system. Like you crash land on a planet that's ba- practically uninhabited, and you yeah. just you have to survive. Like everything, like on the on the surface, it seems super simple. Like the graphics aren't insanely crazy. Like, uh, and, and you're basically controlling from above everything, but you can control everything and you have, and there's so many mitigating factors with every decision you make. Like you have to create a shelter. You have to make sure that each person has a bed. You have to build uh, a stove so that they can cook their food because if they eat raw food, they get food poisoning and can die. Um, you have to treat every injury with medicine or they can get infections and die. Like a sim? Um, uh, you have to keep these people safe. Uh, you have to keep them happy uh, or they can like have a mental break and start uh, lighting fires and shit. <laughs> uh, or they can just binge on all the drugs. Um, can you kill people? 
you can get yeah you can kill people you can if and well, people can audience raid you know. yeah yeah you and people can rape you can you have a can you have a chick and get raped uh, you can't rape the no, willing bro but <laughs> you can't there's no rape but I mean you, you can, can have you like, relationships no I'm telling you this game is fucking crazy there are so and every character is different like some people um they're like a pyromaniac so they'll eventually go on every once in a while go on a fire starting spree and they will not put out fires if somebody else lights a fire or something catches on fire. Um, some people uh, are nudists, so they don't want to wear clothes and they'll get pissed you if fit? you make them wear clothes and then them not wearing clothes pisses off everybody else. Hold on. So um, do you see, do you see the naked, the naked avatars? Uh, it's, it's very, like I said, the graphics are very basic. Like, yeah, you don't, I'm, like, zoom done into, I'm done with this game. Cause it doesn't I'm have telling you, this game is one of the most complex, awesome, crazy games I've ever played in my life. Like I've spent hey, a I lot got, of time playing it. Over I, the last I, I got a gem for you. I, I, if anybody wants to go to my Facebook that knows it, I, I, I shared a picture of a dog just, just wrapped up a chicken and just fucking plowed this chicken. It literally <laughs> sucked this chicken in and just humped the shit out of this chicken. And if you guys want to check it out, super funny. And, when okay. the, and, then the, and then the chicken runs off, and he literally just starts humping the air like this dog was not done. So if you want to check that out, that's a, that's a gem for you. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's so, a Charlie okay. Sheen gem. Anyway, all three well, – those two gems we will be posting on our Facebook page. You can check them out. And you know what? I will also post the dog humping the chicken on our Facebook page. <laughs> uh, all three gems. You guys can check them all out. I think they're great. Seriously, if you haven't tried WimWorld, check play it. If you don't want to play it, you just want to get a taste of it, you can watch people playing it on YouTube. There's a lot of uh, people doing that, too. But it is seriously, it's the game's fucking crazy. So I think that's about everything that we yeah, were planning I wanna, I on. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to the, the NCAA wrestlers. Uh, NCAA College Wrestling Championships are in St. Louis this weekend. Uh I, I am a Buckeye fan when it comes to wrestling, so go go Ohio State. You know, got Bo Jordan, Nathan Tomasello, Kyle Snyder. Um, shit, you got a lot of guys. You got a lot of guys. Colin Moore. A lot of guys doing mm-hmm. good things. Miles Martin. Just good luck to all those guys. I uh, hope hope they bring home some hardware. So yeah, and and I want to give a shout out to uh, Adam Martin and Brad Taschuk. Those guys. Um, they actually had a show that was called At Odds. Um, that finished and they, they stopped doing it like three years ago and they're all doing their own podcast now and a whole bunch of different stuff. But uh, I, I thought that like their show was more about gambling and that's what the odds was from. Like just, it was about betting on MMA and stuff. But uh, I thought that name was brilliant, especially with how me and Brandon very rarely see eye to eye. And I think we're going to have a lot of very fun disagreements over uh, episodes to come. Yeah. But yeah, I want to give a shout out to them because uh, they 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 kind of gave me gave us the idea of of this show. So um, and you know I think wanna, we definitely yeah. disagree a lot on a lot of things. I mean, we, it, it, this is kind of a situation where there's just a lot of things that we just needed to discuss today. You know, yeah. maybe we'll get a little bit more into it the next episode. But oh, we're gonna guys, disagree a lot guys, when you we guys get did, to uh, Big Ten. And, yeah, this dude this dude likes Bernie. He's a Bernie Sanders fan. Oh, yeah. Kooky motherfucker. I, I'm but all listen, about the burn. I, feeling it. Yeah, he likes getting the burn from the from those chicks he's using those condoms on. But listen, that, if you really like this show, burn. not those fucking condoms, goddamn <laughs> recycled from waste. But listen, 
If you guys like the show, if there's any improvements you want to see, just let us know, message us, tell us things that, you know, give us some feedback. But if you do like the show, go ahead and give us a like or, or you know, share it. Sharing is, is something that will really help us, help us expand. Um, you know, we'll be able to get sponsors that way. Um, it, 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 I would really appreciate it if you guys could share the show and, and, you know, put the word of mouth out and get us going. But I really had fun today. Uh, it will only improve from here. Things will only get better. It's fun. I had a great time, and I appreciate everybody that listened. Uh, but yeah, I do absolutely. have to say one thing. I do have to say one thing. For those that stuck around, you're about to get fucking Rick Rolled, baby. <laughs>